Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Well, Traveling Pulpit family, it goes without saying that today is the day that the Lord has made, and we should all be glad and rejoice in it. I know I am. How about you? You know, it also goes without saying that these are the days that we ought to be thankful in. As we rapidly approach the Thanksgiving holiday upon which we will all sit around the table and and give reasons why we're thankful, give this reason why we should all be thankful that the Lord Jesus came into this world, that he lived among us, that he sacrificed his life for us, and that he was placed in a borrowed tomb, but he did not stay there. He was raised on the third day with all power in his hand that he conquered death on our behalf because we deserve death more than we deserve salvation. But what he did was he traded our sin for his salvation and he flip flopped. So now salvation has been given to us through his sacrifice. That's something to be thankful for, if not the only thing to be thankful for. But I will tell you this, Traveling Pulpit family, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for the opportunity to come each week to tell you just how good God is, to tell you the things that 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 affect you, affect me. We are all in this together, Traveling Pulpit family, and there is nothing in this world that I take great enjoyment in doing is that to deliver the word of God to you. You know. As we rapidly approach the Thanksgiving holiday and the Christmas holiday, might I add that you visit TravelingPulpitMinistries.com and there you will find TPM books, Traveling Pulpit Ministry books. And one book in particular is called The Hill of Our Salvation, written by yours truly, that would make a great present for your friends, for your families, for your neighbors, even for yourself. You can get it through the Amazon website. All you have to do is go over to TravelingPulpitMinistries.com. Click on the tab TPM Books. There you will find the Hill of Our Salvation and one that is soon to come in 2021. Yes, I am working on another book. I am going to release it on next year, but I just want to put that out there to you that the traveling pulpit ministry uh, dot com is where you can find TPM books. You can also find the contact information button. Click on the button. Send me your information. Let me know where you're listening from. Um, uh, um, you know, whether uh, traveling pulpit ministries podcast is doing something for you or if you're sharing the ministry to with someone let me know i want to connect with you and i want you to be connected with me i also am thankful very very thankful for for you you know you have been a part of this journey with me since the since the since the beginning the traveling pulpit ministry podcast is almost 2 years old next april it will be 2 years old and I want to thank you for that. There is a lot to be thankful for in this season. But I want to talk to you today. Yes, you. I want to talk to you because you make the difference. Why do you make the difference? Because you are the one that got away. You see, just when Satan thought he had you right where he wanted you, you accepted the word of God. You heard the word of God. 
you accepted it, you applied it to your life, and now you are the one that got away. And on Satan's top 10 list, they, you will, there you are. Now, number one, public enemy number one is our creator, Yahweh, almighty God. No one does he want to defeat more than our creator. But you are on the list because you have accepted the word of God to be the leadership in your life. And all you did was you went to Romans 10, 9 and you confessed and you asked and you believed. And that's what happened. And that's how simple, simple and easy it is. You did this. You did this for yourself. You made the decision to follow Christ and to let the Lord Jesus be the Lord of your life. Because you've heard the words, if the Lord is not the Lord of all, then he is not the Lord at all. You see, how you got away was the spiritual battle isn't fought in the flesh. Satan hated you when you was doing what he wanted you to do. Now that you are following the Lord Jesus, he hates you even more. Now that target that's on your back is even bigger. But you have chosen life over death. You have chosen eternal salvation over eternal separation. And that is what makes him so angry at you. But I just want to share with you on today just a few Bible passages. And I hope you have your Bibles with you because I just want to share with you just a few to encourage you. So that you will have the word and the knowledge inside of you that you can take with you wherever you go. And that first passage is John 10, chapter 10 and verse 18. You see, there are a lot of places and a lot of theologians and pastors and ministers and evangelists and all these speakers that will tell you. Some may say Jesus was murdered. Some say he was he was uh, killed, you know, some. But what does the word say? See, it's it's OK to hear it from man because, you know, man is an emotion. But here at the traveling pulpit, what I strive to do is remove emotion and feelings away from me so that the truth can be heard and the truth of God's word out of John 10, 18 says Jesus told his disciples that I, if I lay down my life and no one takes it from me, he says, I have authority to lay it down and authority to lay it up, uh, uh, raise it up again. But he said that no one takes his life. No one can take his life from him. Jesus had to come to sacrifice himself. So he was not murdered. He, he sacrificed himself. No one was, was tough enough or bad enough to step foot to his face to take his life from him. He allowed himself to be placed under the authority of man, under his father's supervision. He allowed himself. He volunteered for this. So our savior was not murdered, was not killed. He was sacrificed. He died so that we would not have to face death. 
Let me follow that up with you over in John 11, 25 and 27. Martha is talking to Jesus after her brother Lazarus has died. Now, remind you, Jesus has just said no one takes his life. No one. You can look at you can look for yourself. He says no one takes his life. But he tells Martha, who is very upset that Jesus was not there during the time of her brother's passing. He tells Martha these words. He says, I am the resurrection. He also says that he is also the life. Sorry, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. He says, whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Why? Because he sacrificed himself for us. He gave. It was not taken from him. He gave his life for us. So he asked Martha this question, and I think this is a timeless question, a timeless question. He says, do you believe this? Do you believe this? Do you believe that the Lord Jesus, who no one could take his life, sacrificed himself so that we would not have to face death that he did it for our benefit so that those who believe in him, though they die, yet shall they live. And anyone who believes in him shall never die. Do you believe this? So you have to ask yourself this. Do, do I believe this? Yes, I believe this. I believe this, believe this with all my heart and all my soul. But do you believe this? Because if you believe this, then you are a part of the kingdom that you have so much to be thankful for. Let's go over to Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Matthew 22, 37 through 40. And I didn't have time to write these down today. So we're going to do some Bible uh, exercise together. Amen. Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Jesus gives the great commandment. Now, I don't want you to get this confused with the great commission, which is to go into all the earth. The great commandment is that no man could have lived up to the 10 commandments. But Jesus gives two commandments. Jesus says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. Then he comes back and he says, a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Now, other, um, I use the ESV, but other translations will say different. It's all the same. Man cannot live up to, to the Ten Commandments and the way the world is going now. It doesn't appear that man can even live up to the two commandments. But my question is, can you? Since you are the one who got away, 
Can you live up to these two commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And love your, love your neighbor as yourself. Can you live up to those two commandments? Even though mankind and the world itself cannot live up to the ten. Let's go over to Hebrews 11 and 1. One of the most famous scriptures outside of John 3.16 is often uh, referred to as uh, Hebrews 11 and 1 because it's easy. Um, it's easy to get people fired up. It's easy to get people, uh, get people going. But do you understand what it means? You have to understand what the words mean so that you can be powerful when the world comes against you. It says faith or now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Again, ESV, different translations are going to have different sayings. Some will say um, faith is the substance uh, and the evidence. So those two words, but it's still the same. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's what it is. That's what it is. When you go in your closet and you pray, you are hoping for something. When you step outside of your closet, you can't see it, but you have to believe that it's there. Why? Because Hebrews 11 and 6 says this. Without faith, it is impossible to please God for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. So it is very important. You who the who you who are the one who got away. It's very important that you know this. Because he's going to come at you. He's going to come at you full force because you're the one who got away and he wants you back. You don't want to go back, do you? But he wants you back. Let's go to first Peter real quick as, as we begin to, to, to wrap up this message. Let's go to first Peter three and 15 real quick. I got to find it with you. First Peter three and 15. Let me find it. All right. Now, knowing what you know, knowing that you have turned your life over to the Lord and that you are establishing and building a relationship with Jesus Christ, that he is establishing and building a relationship with you. There are going to come some people who want to know what it is about you that makes you different. Why are you the person that you are today that you were not the person that you were yesterday? Peter 3 and 15 tells us the reason why we ought to ought to have a defense. He says, 315. Oh, I, I was looking at 316. I'm sorry. He says, if anyone or he's always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who ask for a reason for the hope that is in you. Because people will want to know what it is about you that has changed. They're going to want to know. 
First, you'll want to tell them that you're the one that got away. You're the one that made it out of the out of the very jaws of hell. And now you're standing with the with 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 the man of light, none other than Jesus Christ. You're standing with him and he's standing with you and they're going to want to know what it is about you because they remember who you used to be and they will try to slander you for who you used to be. But Peter says, always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. But here's what you do. You do it with gentleness. You do it with respect and you do it with good conscience because people will slander you because you're the one who got away. They're the ones that are still trapped. They're the ones that are being used by Satan to try to get you back. But do it with gentleness. Do it with respect, having a good conscience, knowing that your past has been forgiven. When they try to charge you with what you've done, tell them that your lawyer, your lawyer in the courtroom has dropped all charges against you because you got a good lawyer and his name is Jesus. Let's look at second Peter one and 16 real quick before we wrap up second Peter one and 16. It says, for we do not follow cleverly devised myths we made known to you on the coming of our Lord Jesus, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. You see, when you got away, something happened to you, something became known to you. You witnessed something in someone that Christ was in that you recognized different about yourself and you wanted to become like that person. You eyewitnessed how Jesus miraculously turned around someone's life that's close to you and you and you yourself are now like that person. That is what happened. You became an eyewitness to the to the awesome example, the awesome power and the and the the nature of Jesus Christ you saw that you were you you became an eyewitness to that peter talks about some other things that they were eyewitnesses to but you the one who got away you were an eyewitness to see someone else transformation in Christ and now you yourself has been transformed by Christ but there is one more thing that you have to remember and that is in James chapter 4 and verse 4 One more thing that you have to remember. Let's go to James four and four. And I'll tell you what that is. If I can find it myself. All right. James four and four says. Let me find it. Do not. Do not know. That friendship with the world. Is enmity with God. Do not become friends with the world because that becomes separation with God. He says, therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. You see, those friends who you have just gotten away from are now biting at your heels, trying to win you back. But remember, you're the one who got away and you're the one who wants to stay away. So when they come 
to you with the things that you used to do. The enticement of the world. Remember this. Whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. That goes for you and whoever else is desiring to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. The world is going to come at you and it is going to try to entice you with commercials. It's going to try to entice you with with cars. It's going to try to entice you with money, with houses. It's going to try to do whatever it can. The world will, will try to do whatever it can to withdraw you. To take away your ability to stand with Christ. But I pray for you. I pray for you. I pray for your strength. I pray for your energy. I pray for your mind changing opportunity, your life changing, your life saving opportunity to be with Christ. Do you not know that making this decision is the most important decision that you can ever make in your life? You have just saved yourself. You have you 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 have just saved yourself because you have made this decision on your own. And because you have done that, that is why Satan is mad with you because you are the one that got away. But you made this life changing decision on your own. You know that this this world This earth and everything in it will pass away. But the word of God that is now inside of you living and breathing inside of you will never pass away. All because you made this decision to serve Christ. Well, Traveling Pulpit family, I want to thank you once again for allowing me the opportunity to come and just share with you a message of our from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know. I realize that in this world, some people have the ears for some things. And if this isn't an ear that you have for the traveling pulpit, I understand. I totally understand because the truth is what you will find here on the traveling pulpit. But the truth is something that we all want, but something that none of us want to hear. But that is what you will get here at the traveling pulpit. It's not my voice. It's the Lord using my voice to speak his truth. So I pray and I continue to pray that you will share this message, that you will will blast this message, that you will post this message to your friends, your family, your neighbors, those who are in your inner circles, people at the gym, people at the post office. I pray that you share this message because this message is not about me. It's about you. Why? Because you are the one that got away. This message is about you. You have to tell somebody about the Lord Jesus. Introducing introducing them to the traveling pulpit, all it does is just you're introducing them to the truth. There are a lot of truths out there. I take none from no man. But I want to join with those ministries who are preaching the truth because we are coming into a time that we are already in when the truth is on trial. But we have to come out victorious because we will not 
fall away from the truth because now the truth has been revealed to us. And because you are the one who got away, I know you won't fall away either. So I pray for you. Again, I thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. I am so thankful for you. And in your spare time during the course of the week to come, the Thanksgiving week, the Thanksgiving holiday, and you're making out your Christmas list, you're finding out who you want to get gifts for and, 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 or, or some last minute gifts or some gifts that you know are just quick stocking stuffers. I, I tell you, I encourage you check out the traveling pulpit ministries.com or travelingpulpitministries.com go to the TPM page traveling pulpit ministries books click on the Amazon link to buy your copy of the hill of our salvation they make great stocking stuffers they make great last minute uh, decision presents I'm telling you this is the word of God with a modern day flair you can take the hill of our salvation along with your Bible and you can read alongside with it because everything that came out of the hill of our salvation, it can be found in the Bible. Now I will say there are some places where I added a little, but I didn't add from, I didn't add or take away from the Bible. I just added to the story. That's all I've done. Just added to the story. So I encourage you, if you're looking for a gift or a stocking stuffer this holiday season, I recommend you check out travelingpulpitministries.com. Go to the TPM page, click on the Amazon link to get your copy of the Hill of Our Salvation. And I'm quite sure that your family members or friends or neighbors will be very, very happy that you want to share your faith with them. Well, gang, I'm going to get out of here for now for the Traveling Pulpit podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice saying, I love you. Be on the lookout for next Wednesday's refuel and recharge message. I kind of snuck it in there on you. I know everybody wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared, but I was excited to bring back the midweek message of motivation through called refuel and recharge. And I look forward to doing that again on next Wednesday. I look forward to connecting with you on next week. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless you, family. Thank you so much, Traveling Pulpit family. So many blessings to be thankful for in the coming week. Um, just family members who are here, family members who have gone on. But the one thing is that we are a part of God's family. I love you. I'm signing off and saying goodbye for now.